What's up, people? Another episode of Justice for Jamoke Davis here with you. I hope you're doing well this week. Um, I'm doing well. A little under the weather still. But I made it. I made it. We're going to talk about... Uh, we're getting into the double digits. Almost week 10 of the NFL is coming up. We'll talk about that. Uh, the National Basketball Association. Some trends... Now that we have a few more games under our belt, 10% of the season uh, is over, close to 10%. Uh, today's uh, election day, and it had me thinking a lot about where we are as a country um, and how in many ways um, politics and our views, including me, are seeping more and more into sports. Um, And is that a good thing? Um, Is that a good thing? And then we got the World Cup coming up. Uh, it's got some days away, but you know I may touch on that a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, but first we're going to start with the my thought of, as I watch sports this weekend, I was telling all of my... Anyone who would listen, friends, family. Oh, oh, by far, this is the best weekend in sports ever. And part of that was the matchups. I think watching Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Tennessee, and college football. Yesterday, you had all 30 NBA teams playing at one time. You were getting into the the football season is in full swing. College basketball is starting up. NHL. Then you had the World Series. And the Astros won the World Series. And so then I had an epiphany. Because in my head I was like, oh yeah, that's why October is the best sport. The best month in sports. Then I realized, wait a minute, it's November. And I had to say, all right, I guess November is the best month in sports. And I've got to hand it over to November. Now the excitement comes in that you know, you feel like all of the sports are starting up. But if you want to say, well, what month are they all playing? It's November. And especially this year, when you add the World Cup to it as well. I mean, it's, November's been pretty amazing. And I'm really excited for the Astros. And I never thought I would get to this point. But it really does come down to 
you know, some things that personally um, affect you and change your decisions. And two things happened with the Astros that changed my mind. One is I remember hiring a young intern, Matt Blum, and he was an intern, right? The point is you're supposed to have to learn and grow. And he had a lot of learning and growing to do. But he stuck with it. He didn't give up. He always wanted to do more and do well and please me and the company. And to see him in game six during the post game, as I'm watching the post game, and I was partially looking to see if I would see Matt at some point, but I wasn't 100% looking saying, oh, when am I going to see Matt Blum? But to see Jordan, Jordan Alvarez walk by and then all, all of a sudden there's Matt, it made me smile a lot. It made me smile a whole lot because I felt like, you know, this was, I could imagine the excitement he was having in experiencing that joy. Now, in my mind, I could say, yeah, I experienced that joy too. But not the same way, two reasons, and I'll just quickly finish this up, is I was more working for the Wizards when the Caps won. So I was able to experience that joy, but I wasn't, I wasn't ingrained with the Capitals. I wasn't traveling with them on the road, but it was still fun. They were part of our organization under Monumental Sports Entertainment, and it was fun, and I still have a World Series ring from that. For the Mystics, I had left the company by then. I was able to join up and see them win it all. I was in the arena then, um, and I've got a lot of, I've got a champagne bottle. My champagne bottle from the Caps was thrown away, which is very devastating to me. But I've got a champagne bottle from the Mystics. I've got one of the, you know how all of the players always wear the ski goggles. Somebody left their ski goggles. And I was like, okay, does anybody want these ski goggles? And the players are like, no, I'm good. So I just kept them as a memento. And I still have all of the confetti from the Wizards winning game six. Okay, fine. But it was great with John Wall jumping on the table against the Celtics, tying the series up. And then they go to uh, Boston and lose game seven, unfortunately. But I have that confetti. I have confetti from the Capitals won a Stanley Cup. And I have confetti from when the Mystics won the WNBA championship. And it's all in one container. But to see Matt be able to not only be there, but to be in the locker room as the players were celebrating... That's something that I actually wish, and maybe they kind of do it, but I don't think they do, but I wish that the NBA and the NFL, like, let everybody experience that joy. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like that joy and the euphoria 
it's not quite the same as it is for Major League Baseball when the media and the employees and the fans are all celebrating in the locker room. But that being said, I was very happy for Matt Blum. Um, he worked hard. He moved around and to with a couple of teams. He worked. He's worked in the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, and now Major League Baseball. And who knows where he'll go from here. But it made me very, very happy for him. And then, of course, I was happy for Dusty Baker. He used to be a manager for the Nationals. I was pulling for, obviously, the Nationals to win it, but also for Dusty Baker. But to think he had won the most postseason games, 25-plus seasons as a manager, and never won a World Series. So I was pulling for him. And for that, I forgot everything, the vitriol I had for the, the Astros. And they still got it in the playoffs. They would still get booed when Bregman and Altuve would come up to bat. And I feel like I'm missing a third player that I can't think in my head who it is that was on that team that was cheating. And they were cheating. Come on, they were cheating. We know that. But it is gone now. I hope that we can all move on past it. I never expected the Phillies to get there, but they were there. They were in the World Series. And I tried my hardest to root for Bryce Harper. I really did. But there's no doubt that when the Phillies lost, I was kind of like, okay, I'm cool with that. And then I didn't even think it was like MLS Cup, the final was this month too. I mean, that's where I felt bad for Philly. I think that's got to be the first time ever that a city has lost two championships in the same day. The Philadelphia Soul lost to LA Football Club and MLS Cup. And then the Phillies lost to the Astros in Game 6 of the World Series. They lost 4-1 in the series. They lost 4-2. But I am watching more and more baseball. Um, I feel like I watched more of the World Series this year than I ever did. I saw some of the no-hitter in Game 5 in Philadelphia. I watched the Phillies. And I said this. I said this after Game 3. I said the Phillies, they, they gave up. They, It was great to see them win Game 3. But it was 7 to nothing, And I just felt like... Oh, boy, they're going to need some of those bats later. And they just never had them. After the no-hitter, they scored two runs in game five, one run in game six. And I know for any Phillies fan, if you could have just won game three, one nothing, you would have been happy if that meant, okay, you're going to have a chance to win. I mean, I guess they did have a chance to win game five, game six. You know, the Phillies score first. You're like, uh-oh, what's going to happen? And then, of course, the... Houston Astros come right back and score their runs, and Jordan Alvarez's home run was just epic. But I just thought that was one of those things where it's like, man, they could have used some of those runs later. But in the end, I was very happy with the World Series. I picked the Astros to win it all, and they won it all, but they were the favorite to win it all. And so it was funny because I went to look at DraftKings, and I was like, wait, where's my, my, my balance didn't go up? And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I normally, I normally, as 
as I bet as you've seen me bet. A lot of times, I only bet bet when I'm betting on a long shot. I don't bet for the favorites. I just pick the favorites sometimes. But I didn't bet. And I don't know why I didn't. That just didn't make sense to me. It really didn't. But Major League Baseball season is over. Uh, I'm curious what's going to happen in the offseason. Trey Turner may be on a new team as I look at all the Nationals and see where they're going to go. Shohei Otani, the Angels said that he will not get traded. I look at that. And then I looked at DraftKings and I said, uh. They had odds for who would win the World Series again. And the funny thing is, I don't quite understand what happened. It lasted for like a day. I had like a day where I was thinking about, not even a day where I was thinking about last season. And already, DraftKings had the odds for next season. The Dodgers are the favorite at plus 550, Astros at plus 600, Blue Jays at plus 1,000, Braves at plus 800. If I had to pick a sleeper team, maybe. I don't know, again, if it's a sleeper team, but you could get the Padres at plus 1,400, the Mariners at plus 1,900. Those are two of the teams I might look at. And if you want a deeper, deeper, deeper sleeper, Remember when the Angels played well at the start of the last season and then they kind of fell off? Well, they're at plus 4,000. And same for the Cleveland Guardians at plus 4,000. The Orioles at plus 4,500. Looking at some teams that you would say, uh, maybe they could do something this year. Maybe this is a year. In the middle there, there's all of the other teams that you can look at. But those are the futures. Looking at the future, uh, me calling November the best month in sports, I got to give it up. I have to. I have to. I was watching the football game yesterday, Monday Night Football. Ravens won 27-13. And it was an okay game. But I feel like college football had the better weekend. I mean, Georgia trounced Tennessee, but it was a good matchup. The Alabama-LSU game may have been, I mean, the best game of the college football season. Not just because of the matchup. Number six versus number ten wasn't as good as one versus three. But to see Brian Kelly go for two in overtime was amazing. It was amazing to watch. My Pittsburgh Panthers won. They beat Syracuse and they beat Virginia Tech earlier in the season. So two of my really good friends, I didn't rub it in, but we beat both teams. And I'll be sure to talk about that when I see them in February. But I thought the games, I don't know, the games were good. There was, I mean, excuse me, there were some good games. I, I have to admit that. Vikings, Commanders, I didn't like that, that the Vikings beat the Commanders. I wanted the Commanders to beat the Vikings. Kirk Cousins has been a thorn in my side, and again, it wasn't a primetime game, and they win. 
Some may say it was a primetime game because he was playing back at Washington. So I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But they won on a late field goal to beat the Commanders. Chargers, Falcons. Chargers had a game-winning field goal. That was exciting. Dolphins. They won 35-32, but they were up by a lot. Bengals up by a lot, 142-21. I love seeing the Packers lose again. They lost again 15-9 to the Lions. You've heard me talk many times about Aaron Rodgers is too full of himself. It's just too much. It's too. He's just too much for me. That's it. I'm sorry. He's just too much for me. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm happy for the Lions. I'm happy for my guys, Darren and Jeremy. I know that made them happy to see their Lions not just win, but beat the Packers. And the Packers look bad. 15-9. Oh. The Colts lost to the Patriots 26-3. And then uh, Frank Reich was fired. And we'll get into that. The coach that was hired. Like, that makes no sense whatsoever. No sense whatsoever. The Jets beat the Bills 20-17. That was a good game. And I know for the Jets fans out there, you know, it's been a that's that's like a big game. The Jets are six and three. There are a lot of teams. I'm like, wait, what? Six and three? What is going on? What is going on in LA? The Raiders blew their third 17-point lead this season and lost again to the Jaguars 27-20. Seahawks beat the Cardinals. I had that one. What Pete Carroll and Geno Smith and the Seahawks are doing up there, they're 6-3 and three without Russell Wilson. That's the amazing thing. Without Russell Wilson, they look really good. Geno Smith, 26-34, 275, two touchdowns. If you said Geno Smith was going to be the quarterback of a winning team, in the 2022-23 season, you would have been like, yeah, right. No way. But he is. And he's a veteran quarterback, and I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the Bucs. They got to win over the Rams. Rams look bad. 3-5 and five on the season. Playoff hopes are not over, but they just don't look good. Buccaneers, uh, Tom Brady. First time in his career, he's... One, in the fashion he did, I be, what was the thing? I think it was like first time ever down by 10 in the last minute of a game with no timeouts. They're like a bunch of weird stats. But it was the first time in Brady's career he had done that. And he looked really happy. And I know he's going through a divorce and it's finalized now. And maybe that was like the weight lifted off of him. I don't know. I mean, it's never a weight lifted off from, from you. You're always going to be having that with you. But the Bucs won 16-13. They're 4-5 and five on the season. Not a great season so far. Chiefs beat the Titans 20-17. That was a close game, and the Chiefs had to come back to win it. So that was a good one. Ravens, Saints, eh, it's fun to see Lamar Jackson. And Baltimore, I used to live in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson got his 100th career touchdown pass. And he threw it to a player with the last name of Likely. I couldn't think of a good sentence that I wanted to use that last name Likely with Lamar Jackson. I just, I was like, I'm not wasting my brain power. So the weekend was decent. Not great, but decent. But I do have to wonder 
What is going on in Indianapolis? Jim Irsay was the only owner that I recall. Well, actually, I think later on Jerry Jones did, but he was the first owner to come out against Daniel Snyder. And now out of nowhere, he's hired. Look, yes, he was an offensive lineman, Jeff Saturday, with the Colts. But to hire him as the interim head coach, he's a first-time NFL head coach. And where was he? He was he was a consultant for the Colts? Okay. But he was coaching high school football. High school football. Jim Mersey says, quote, want to bet against this guy? Put your money down. I'd love to see it because I know what he's about. He goes on to say, there's no rule book that tells you now you should make a change. It's something from being in the league 52 years. It's intuitive, end quote. But then he goes on to say, with the hire, this is for eight games, hopefully more, end quote. We already are talking about the fact that he's skirting the Rooney rule. So we have that already. And there is, they had to reveal that I guess they had thought about trying to hire Jeff Saturday as an offensive line coach back in 2019. But bottom line is, yes, he skirted the Rooney rule. And he hired a high school football coach. With NFL experience as a player. Frank Wright, 40-33-1 in five seasons, but he just wasn't good this past year my thing is if he was any sort of a consultant for the owner I think what it, what it was is that realistically Jeff Saturday had Jim Mercer's ear he had Jim Ursay's ear and Jeff Saturday was probably telling him things and, and you know, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm making it up. This is my outside observation that Jeff Saturday's probably telling, oh, you should think about this. Maybe you should do this. Frank isn't doing this right, blah, blah, blah. And then what ends up happening? Oh, well, why don't you do the job? I love what you're saying. And so now he's a coach. Now, in all fairness, Jim Mersey did hire Tony Dungy in 2002, first black head coach to win a Super Bowl. And then when Tony Dungy left football, he hired Jim Caldwell. But in the end, this is setting a precedence that is not good that you can just hire a coach as an interim coach and not have to follow the Rooney rule. And that's where I think the mistake is. We'll see if the National Football League is going to penalize the Colts. I could see it. And it should be that way. It should be that way.
World Cup is coming up. I'm saving the NBA for last. I was thinking about it. I'm going to talk about the NBA next, but I didn't. World Cup is coming up. And I am excited about it. I am. But it's weird that it's in November. November 20th to be exact. And I'm starting to see commercials and I really like them. And the thing that I heard that was interesting, like, man, I didn't get an invite, is that there were uh, talk of teams paying fans, paying for their airfare and hotel to go over there. My father-in-law was talking about it. And um, I was like, I would have gone. I mean, I guess technically I may still be able to go. But if there are free rides to go watch the World Cup, I would do it. I would do it. It's going to be weird uh, breaking up, you know, the English Premier League and La Liga and Bundesliga and all the other leagues that I'm not really paying attention to on a regular basis. Primera League, FA Cup. It's all going to stop as the world focuses on the World Cup. At least my family is going to focus on them. There's no doubt about that. Um, so we are we are really uh, going to be uh, in soccer for, I don't know, was it two, two, three weeks? Maybe longer, a little longer. But experiences like that are, are, are cool. You know, you're seeing a different country. And so that part of it is good. That part is good. But it's bad when you think about, you know, some of the things that you're hearing behind the scenes, uh, how the workers were treated who helped build up all of the stadiums and hotels and wherever else they needed for the World Cup in Qatar. It's bad when you have a World Cup ambassador for Qatar says that homosexual homosexuality was, quote, damage in the mind, end quote. Oh, boy. There have been players that have been raising concerns about the rights of fans that are coming to these events, especially when you look at the LGBT plus community. Um, I hope that it doesn't mar the games, but it might. It might. And any kind of hate speech Promoting hate, accepting of hate is wrong. It's wrong for the World Cup and it's wrong for the NBA. As I start um, talking about, of course, Kyrie Irving. I enjoy the NBA. I do. Many, many of my professional years were spent with an NBA team, as I know I talk about. 
Um, and this has been devastating for the league. This is probably, as I said before, before the season, this is probably one of the worst off seasons for the league. I do think so. And Kyrie Irving has added to that. The Nets are a disaster is really what it comes down to. Kyrie Irving has suspended for at least five games without pay because repeated failure to unequivocally say he has no anti-Semitic beliefs. He's refused to apologize. He refused to apologize during a post-practice media session. And the Nets said he's, quote, currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets, end quote. He's apologized on social media to all Jewish families and communities that are hurt and affected from my post. I'm deeply sorry to have caused you pain and I apologize. And he goes on to talk about it more. The thing that I find the hardest part about it is hate speech is wrong period human rights violations are wrong period and so when you think about the condemnation that Kyrie Irving has experienced and you think about even Kanye West like that was that's awful but then when you see the posts where you're like, oh, hey, Joe Tsai, uh, what about your support of China and how they have concentration camps with the Uyghurs? What about what's going on in Saudi Arabia when everybody was up in arms about the lift tour because they said, look at those human rights violations in the Middle East, right? We just talked about how they, the Cutter ambassador saying, talking about homosexuality is damage in the mind. Kyrie Irving should be able to continue his career if, whether you believe it or not, other atrocities are not atoned for either. You can't single out just him. I mean, that's what we're supposed to be about as we think about how politics and people's views have really seeped into sports a lot more. A lot more. There's, there's, no, there's no place for it, period. Not in some cases, but not in others. That's the problem. Kyrie Irving has to do several things in order to be reinstated. Issue a verbal apology and condemn the anti-Semitic film. Share the apology on social media. Complete sensitivity trainings. Meet with Jewish leaders in the Brooklyn community. Meet with Psy. Make a 500,000 donation to anti-hate causes. 
I'm okay with those. But you certainly can't say you're okay with that, but then not give credence, not look, not talk about, not condemn the other human rights atrocities that are going on today. You can't pick and choose when anti-hate is really worth the condemnation. It's bad across the board. Concentration camps are awful across the board. I'm actually kind of surprised that with Kyrie Irving's um, the spotlight being on him that he hasn't actually, one, apologized because he should apologize, but hasn't brought up some of the other things that are going on in the world today that we can't talk about and don't talk about. Mostly for business reasons. Mostly for business reasons. And I hope that at some point we can get back to the business of basketball. The Bucks finally lost. I was curious if they'd make it to 10 wins before losing. They're now 9-1 on the season. The biggest surprise to me this year has been the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs are still plus 1,800 to win the NBA championship. So it's still a good bet to make as a futures bet. But they are good. They have a good front line, good front court, good back court. A great back court. When you feel like Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell have found a way to work together. And they have a good young front court. How oh, Jonathan Allen has been on like his fourth team already, right? Maybe 13. Like, man, no, he's, he's good. The Hawks with DeJounte Murray and Ice Trey, Trey Young, maybe find a way to play together. They've won three in a row. They're seven and three on the season. Will some teams rise to the top? I don't know. But again, I mean, I think you're constantly going to think about tanking. Hornets have lost five in a row, but if you get Wimbayama, like, okay, I'll take it this year. Wimbayama looks amazing. Oh, man. My Washington Wizards, five and six. The Brooklyn Nets, four or seven. Heat, four or seven. Can they rise to the top? Could you imagine a team with Kevin Durant? On it and Victor Wimbayama. Oh boy. The Jazz are nine and three. They've won three in a row. That trade worked out for both teams in Cleveland and Utah. Chris Paul just went out with an injury, but Phoenix Suns are seven and three. The Trailblazers are seven and three. We'll see about the Trailblazers. If the if the young guys can help support Dame Dalla. 
The Nuggets are seven and three, and the Mavericks have won four in a row. They're six and three. The one team I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on. Golden State Warriors are four and seven on the season. Lakers are bad. Rockets are worse. But you know LeBron James is like, uh, I'm good if we get Wimbayama too. You know they are. Come on. You know they are. You know they are. The Bucks lost to the Hawks. Now, granted, the Bucks don't have Chris Middleton, and you can always say that. You can always say that, but that's that's big. You got a big game. Without Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks. That was a big win for them. And maybe the young the young team, Clint Capella's on the older side, but I mean I think he's you know, he knows his role. But you've got a younger team in Atlanta, maybe they can put it together. Maybe. But I am enjoying the NBA season. Um, and I'm enjoying the month of November in sports. College basketball is going to be starting soon. It started already for some teams. Uh, and it's it's going to be a fun month. I hope you're enjoying. You had fun uh, this weekend. Your team won or lost. You know, it can change your weekend. I know that feeling. But, you know, there's always another game. That'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jamo K. Davis. Enjoy your week. Ciao for now. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over-under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the Just for Sport podcast. All you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code J for Sport, and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the Prize Picks app today.